Blog Talk Radio. I don't care what you do. Tell them there's no God like my God. I dare you to brag on him for a moment. Has he done anything for anybody in the house? Has he made a way for anybody in the house tonight? Come on, fellowship. I need you like this. Come on.
Ivory Coast, Ghana, Nigeria, South Africa, Mozambique, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Spain, France, the United Kingdom, Sweden, Poland, Germany, the Netherlands, Hungary, Turkey, Ireland, Japan, South Korea, Myanmar, just to name a few. Thank God for you. Uganda, thank God for you. You and you continue to listen to Global Gospel. We want you to connect with us on social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Tumblr. We are on Instagram. If you go to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, or our Tumblr page and look for Global Gospel, you will find us there. There's a direct link to each and every episode. All you have to do is click on the embedded image. In addition uh, to Block Talk Radio, we are syndicated on Apple, iTunes, on Spotify, and on Google Play. You can also write Global Gospel at P.O. Box 5331. That is in Hempstead, New York, where the zip code is 11550. You can email us, globalgospel17 at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, for those of you that have tuned in for the first time, our theme scripture here at Global Gospel is Second Corinthians chapter four, verse three. It reads, "But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God." should shine unto them. And so today we come with come to you with a message of good news, of glad tidings. We came to let you know that the gospel is here today to heal you, to deliver you, to save you, and to set you free. The gospel is comprehensive. It meets every need in your life. If you have a spiritual need, if you have an emotional need, if you have a financial need, the gospel is there for you. And we want you to have life and have it more abundantly. And certainly you may be down and out. You may be oppressed. You may be suicidal. But we want you to know that Christ came that you might have life more abundantly. And certainly all you have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. All you have to do is accept him. All you have to do is confess him and certainly live by his word. You may have some ups. You may have some downs. But it is a good thing to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We do have a special guest that will be sharing with us in just a few minutes. And so after that break, after this break, you will be hearing from our special guest. Stay tuned and be blessed. He always taught us to reverence and respect the character of God. He said, if you pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, God will supply every one of your needs. How many believe that tonight? Clap your hands, you don't sing this little country song. Listen. I'll have my mention now.
and we do that through uh, business consulting, entrepreneurship training, um, and we also do that through book publishing uh, consulting as well. And we, what we do is we, we we do that through a, a marketing and branding perspective. We want to assist individuals uh, and organizations to be able to make people better. That's our ultimate uh, goal is to always make people better. So that's what we do. Just me, uh, in a nutshell, um, grew up here in Baltimore, Maryland, born and raised uh, in this great city, um, and, and started out in business working in the hospitality industry, uh, and then grew to want to uh, start my own business, and that's what I've done since um, since the early two since the mid mid two thousands. I started my business, and then have had it um, moving and growing ever since then. So that's just a little bit about me. Awesome. Well, we thank you, uh, Baltimore native, for sharing with us, and certainly sharing <laughs> with the world. And so we know that you wear many hats, and so. This passion for uh, being an entrepreneur and for writing, being an author, a poet, a publisher, where did all this come from? Is this just something you decided one day you wanted to do, or um, is this something you were working towards your whole life? How did all this come about? Yeah, great, great question. Um, the entrepreneurship side, that has always been kind of instilled in me. My parents always... Um, instilled in myself and my siblings to to be who it is that we wanted to be, that we could be anything that we wanted to be, um, and follow our passion and to do what it is that we wanted to do. Entrepreneurship has always been that to have your own mind. They always taught us to have our own minds, always to think for ourselves, be leaders, not followers. So that entrepreneurship side came from there. Um, now, if you to ask me, would it have looked like this? <laughs> I could not. I couldn't have told you that. I definitely didn't see this. Um, but as far as the the as far as the writing uh, is concerned, uh, and being an author, that was not on my radar. Um, I did. I did. Uh, my my love for poetry. You mentioned that. Um, my poetry. I wrote poetry when I was in college, and and it was me doing that just to get some things that were inside of me out. So I I didn't look to make a book out of it or anything like that. But um, uh, further along out of college, uh, I'd shown it to some friends and everything like that, and they suggested that I put it in, you know, that I put the poetry into a book. And so I, I started to look into it, you know, what it what you know what I could do, and uh, went to God and said, Hey, if this is what you want me to do, part of what you want me to do, then you know, show me show me the way, because I didn't know anything about you know about writing and being an author and putting a book together at that time. Um, so started to do the research, and, and as I started to write, the more I wrote as far as the poetry is concerned, um, the more I felt I had to say. And so um, I didn't want to go the traditional mainstream route because I know poetry is an eclectic thing, and, and it's not a, a big, uh, big, big uh, thing for, for uh, authors and everything like that, but uh, you have you do it for the love of it. So uh, I did that, and then um, after I got my feet wet with the two books of poetry, I I began to want to have a impact in uh, in the work that I was doing as far as corporate America, because I saw just how um, how the businesses and corporations were being run into the ground. 
So I started wanting to get interested in how could I impact people's lives or corporations in a way, and that's where the writing came from. I started to to write, you know, from from that sense and saying, hey, I want to have an impact. And um, the more I learned about, you know, becoming a writer and becoming an author, I decided to say, hey, I wanted to do this, have my vision to be my way and, and have my words mean what I said them to mean and not what someone else meant. So that's kind of where the, the passion for for writing came from. Awesome. Now, could, can you give us – well, today we're actually talking about – the title is The Art of Leadership, and we're going to get there because uh-huh. we're, going to talk, we're going to talk about that book. But um, tell us along your way um, – can you share something with us about uh, poetry? Maybe it's something, a line that, that your favorite line from something that you want to share with us. Well, um, one of my one of my I guess most requested um, pieces that I do um, is a, a piece that I um, that's entitled um, "I'm Not That Man," and and what it talks about is. It just talks about um, how people have this perception of who you are. Um, specifically, women have a perception of who men are, who we are as men, and and then how um, we get judged based on <laughs> based on that from you know from them, and and they judge us based on the past experiences and the past relationships that they've had. So. That's that's one of the the main pieces that I have, but um, I have you know others that I just write, and I write about what you know, kind of what I've either gone through, what others um, I've seen others that have um, you know, have had uh, experiences that I know of, and everything mm-hmm. like that, and then um, you know, uh, experiences that I that I just think need to have something. I wanted to say something about it, so it comes out in the form of poetry. <laughs> Oh, awesome. That's that's pretty uh mm-hmm. that's pretty good. So in all of this in your poetry, um where is your faith? Because I'm sure as you expressed it, things you're going through, we all have challenges <laughs> in life. And so that's where our faith kicks in. And so the the song that you requested today was I believe. And so mm-hmm. tell us about I believe and how that affects your faith. Mm. And it's interesting. I sent that song because, uh, and the two songs, and, and you, I think you'll play the other one a little uh, later. Yes. But that song right there by John P. Key is, is one of my energy songs. <laughs> when when I might be going through something or I might need some, some just kind of reassurance from God, I, I, I go to my gospel music. I try and put myself in a space where I can, you know, where I can lean on God. And one of the ways that I lean on him is either through music, which is, you know, the gospel music that I may listen to, um, or I may um, listen to a sermon from, you know, from pastors that I, you know, that I listen to and my pastor. Um, but that I Believe song, if you listen to one and one, it's an old school. That's that, that's that down home, south, tambor, nothing but a tambourine and, and folk singing um, type of, of music that get, that gets to me deep down in my soul. And, mm-hmm. and, and at the end of the day, um, when, I'm, when I'm struggling and I might be going through something, I might even be frustrated with God. At the end of the day, all I do is I tell him, I trust you. 
but I believe in you. I believe you. I believe what you said. Your word says this. Your word says that. So that's one of the reasons why I picked that song, because I believe. I believe just what he said. <laughs> he, he's not a, he, he's no shorter of his word. He's always, always, always going to do what his word says. That's no, no doubt. <laughs> and we would, we would be pretty sad people, which there are sad people out there, if we had no one to believe in or no one to yeah. trust in or if we didn't have any place to put our faith. I'm sure you would agree. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I believe that without a shadow of a doubt. Um, so who have been your greatest as you endeavor in all that you do in business and writing and uh, publishing? Who has been your greatest, who have been your greatest influences or continue to be your greatest well, influences? Well, yeah, and that's the thing. I've had, so, I've had people along the way, along my journey who have poured into me, and I can't be, you know, I can't thank them enough for, for pouring into me. One um, is, of course, my, my, um, my, my parents, my, my, my mom, my dad's no longer uh, here, but they were the two biggest influences because they, you know, they believed in me when, when I didn't necessarily believe in myself and doubted myself and everything. So those would be my first influences. But um, in this entrepreneurship journey, man, I, I've had people who, who I've come to know um, and have just poured into me. I'll give you a perfect example. Um, when I decided to, um, you know, to write my books, uh, I wanted to get a, a black publisher, I mean, a black um, printer. So mm-hmm. um, there's, there's a local printer here, um, Black Classic Press, uh, Mr. Coates, who, is, who has been a printer for over, I think, over 45 years now. Um, wow. Also, yeah, but um, but right here in my backyard, and and when I went to him to print my book, uh, one of the books that I had had him print for me, um, I'm this I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing because you have these big dreams and you think that it you know everything is gonna just fall in line and be perfect, um, and and I soon found out with him that you know that things don't always go the way that you want them to go, but. Mm-hmm if you have people along the way that can direct you. And so I had this idea. I had um, my, my second business book was um, Young and Gifted, The Next Generation of Entrepreneurship. I took the book to him. I had 21 entrepreneurs under the age of 40 who were not in music, sports, and entertainment. So I had this grand idea. I wanted to have their pictures at the beginning of each chapter, right, in color. Okay. <laughs> at the time, I didn't know that there was a difference between the paper that they use for color and the paper that they use for just regular print. Not only is there a difference in the in the paper and the texture, but there's also a big price difference <laughs> in that. So right. I I was when when I got the quote from him, I was like, Oh wow, that's not what I was thinking it would be. It was way more than what I thought it was cost. So it was, I, and I told him, I was like, Mr. Mr. Coach, this is out of my budget. I'm like, I can't do it. He said, well, here, let's see what we can do. And that's what I loved about him. He, he, he taught me. He was like, well, let's see what we can do. And here's what we did. We wound up using, instead of having the, 20, uh, the 22 pages because it's front, or 21 pages because it's front and back equal uh, at each individual page, um, even though I was only having the, 
the front of each chapter with the um, people. It's the front and back page that count as individual pages. So you're talking 21, 22 pages of color. Wow. So he said, here's what we can do. He said, here's what we can do. He said, we can, we can um, put the, the pictures of the, um, of the entrepreneurs in the back in color, you know, and they'll correlate with the, with the chapters, of course. He said, we can have them correlate. We can have that be two pages versus the 22 pages. So I went from having 22 pages down to just having two pages of color. Okay. Big difference. And big the difference. amount of money. Yeah, big difference. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting, you know, when he first told, when I first saw the price, I was getting, you know, frustrated and everything like that. But he worked with me to show me what I could do. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do that at all. He could say, hey, this is what it is, you know, or you can, you know, you can, you know, you can decide to do it, not decide to do it, you know, and, and everything like that. So I was thankful for him taking the time to suggest to me of the options that I had and not just, you know, say, I'm the printer, you're the, you know, you're the, you're the publisher and, and, and move on with it. But not only did he do that, but he also took me into his printing shop. And showed me the printing process, how they put books together, what you know, what it takes for them to put books together, and I had a clear under, I had a better understanding of how you know the the, the printing process, and a lot of authors don't understand don't understand the printing process and what printers have to do, and the, and then they also don't understand the time that it takes. A lot of authors think that while they, they, a lot of times they want to think that they're the only ones that the printers um, are, are printing books for when you're not. So you have to be able to allow that time, you know, in order to be able to do that. And there's a reason why, because of them having more than one book that they're printing and the time that it takes to actually put the books together. So he took me through their process, the whole process, explained to me, talked to me about that. And now when I talk to my clients, when I talk to my authors, I can explain that to them about why we need a month. We need to be 30 days out to have the book ready to go to print and, and how many days it takes for a printer to get the book ready, where you're talking 14 days, but that's not 14 actual days. It's actually 14 business days because they don't work on Saturday and Sunday. So understanding how that works and what you need to do when it comes to the timing of your book. If you got a, um, you know, if you have a book signing that you need to, that you that you're doing, or a conference that you're going to, an expo that you're going to be at, knowing how many books that you need to have and and the timing that you need to have them in, so that you're not worried about whether or not they're going to show or you're going to have the books in time, or something happens with the books and you have to get them back to the printer. The you process. Know, so you give yourself, yeah, yeah, you give that buffer and you give that process. You understand that process. So he's, he's, he's been one of the biggest influences, um, you know, for me in, in writing. Um, and then, honestly, um, the other one is, is Dr. Will Moreland, who is, is um, one of my mentors um, and just a phenomenal guy. And the funny thing is, is he's actually 10 years younger than me. Maybe like that, maybe like eight years or so, eight to ten years younger than me. But it's just absolutely this great mind is an entrepreneur um, and, and just has taught me so much 
about mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur and, and even writing books. He's written over 50 books, you know, so learning things from him still, you know, to this day. Um, so those have been some, just some of the biggest influences that I've had around, you know, in and around me. And, and I try to surround myself with people that, you know, that are like-minded but also know, you know, are constantly, consistently learning. That way they if they find out something or they can teach me something, then, then I learn. And then if I find something, if I learn something, then I can teach it to them. That's, that's the power of, of being around different people and what I call your circle of impact, having those people awesome. that pour into you yeah, and, and, the, and people that you pull into. That's really great. So you have, so you've published several works, I, I believe, was, is it five, five books? Uh, I have a total of ten. So okay, 10 books, 10 books. So I do want to talk about, um, we're going to give our listeners an opportunity to, to find out how they can purchase uh, these works. But um, mm-hmm. we want to look at the art of leadership, and it, it is yeah. your suggested reading to me. And it's interesting that after you sent me this uh, book, I actually also went to another book signing where someone else had wrote a book about leadership. And so leadership seems, I said, wow, I'm, I'm, God must want me to know about leadership because it seems to be a, <laughs> a recurring thing all around me. But, um, and that happens in some seasons, listen, some seasons, certain things, themes get repeated. And certainly we have to make the best of those seasons and make sure we learn the lessons of those seasons. So um, in your book, there are some recurring themes here. Uh, you talk about the uh, the family structure, the education system, the church, all things, it's all community related, basically. And so cool. uh, tell us, how did you approach this thought on the art of leadership? Success well, strategies the, the, for the 21st no. century leader. Yeah, the well, the thought came from... When, when I initially thought about writing the book, I, I was thinking in terms of what leadership looked like. And, and I was, um, when, I t- when I was thinking about corporate America and everything like that, I was like, the sad state of leadership. And, and mm. what I found was leadership was, 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 you had people in positions of leadership um, had one or two thoughts or, or three mindsets. And one was they were in the position of leadership, but were not prepared to be leaders. They weren't mm. equipped to be leaders. Um, the second one was they were only in the position for the title, what the title mm. could give them, the perks of being in that position. Um, and then the third one was those that are in leadership and were, were actually leaders. When you can look at them and say, wow, that's someone who, and I'll give the acronym for leader in a little bit, but, but who were actually really leaders. So when I started to think about leadership, I said, well, what, what is leadership and, and where, um, how is it comprised in the community? I started thinking of our communities as a whole. And I said, when you think about the most successful uh, communities, you think about when you think about the community, the community is comprised of those pillars that you just talked about, the family, education, government, business, and the church. If you look at any community, that's what you have. You got families, you have the government, you have education, you have businesses, and you have the church. There's usually some type of religious 
uh, I say the church because that's that's who that's who I that's who I that's who my background is is in the church, and and it's comprised of that. Are you you know in the book I talk about being a leader in one of those positions or all of those. There may be some people that touch all of them. You know, there may be some that touch the the educational piece, the 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 business piece, the um the the just the family piece, um or, or just the government piece. You know, so what area of leadership are you in? And then I just talk about the different dynamics of being a leader in those positions. And first of all, first and foremost, defining leadership. Because like I said, a lot of people don't even understand what leadership is, and, and especially in this day and time, you can see it. You can see what has happened over the past, since the 21st century till now, to, to this, we're, we're three, what, three decades, three, yeah, three decades in now into the 21st century. And look at what our leadership looks like from the family, from educational, government, business, and the church. And I was just like, we, we've got to get this right. And it's not even about getting it right for us. It's about getting it right for the generation that's coming behind us so that they know what leadership looks like, so that they can be prepared to be the next generation of leaders. And, and that's, what, that's the main reason why I wrote the book, because I want us to be um, adequate leaders, but to adequately prepare the next generation for leadership, and and if and when and we we dropped the ball in some respects in doing that. So I wanted to write something that kind of helped us along to be able to do that and help that next generation that's coming along to be able to see it and to be able to read it and understand it. So that's the that was the backdrop for the art of leadership and and how I how I decided to write it in that very form. Of dealing with the family, church of a family, uh, education, government, church, uh, business, and the church. Mm. Awesome. And well, so I definitely would suggest that uh, all leaders should um, look into this. And certainly, if if you are in a leadership position, certainly you don't want to be <laughs> one of those negative leaders that uh, you describe. Yep. You know, because um, like as you said. So many people are in position by default, and certainly mm-hmm. during the past two years or so, based on the chain events of events in this uh, global, worldwide uh, situation that we had, we lost leaders and we gained leaders, and many of the leaders that we lost, some of them were there by default. But many of the leaders that we gained are there by default as well, as you said, in, in, in politics and in government and the church and our family our status. And we've ended up in a real big uh, situation here on today. I'm sure you agree. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We've, 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 um, the, these last, what, three years with the pandemic, has really shown exactly what we were just talking about, what leadership should look like. Mm-hmm. And so how Those do we – how do we our leaders step up. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. How, now, how do we get out of this rut that we're in as pertaining to leadership? I think that we, we have to first um, begin with the, with the mindset 
you know, we have to be careful. And I've been talking with, with a couple of business associates of mine about this lately, um, just about the information that's being um, put out. And I'm talking whether it's through social media, whether it's through books, whether it's through mentoring. We have to be careful of, of how we are educating um, the next generation. Uh, and I say that in this way where I call it the miseducation of manhood, the miseducation of womanhood, where we, we have these the things that we grew up on that weren't all correct in what we learned. So we have to unlearn a lot of stuff and then relearn or learn um, the correct things. So we, we have to, we, I think we get out of this rut by understanding the miseducation that we've gotten as leaders. Mm. And then say, okay, how do I take that, what I've been miseducated by, and then totally renew my mind? How do I renew my thinking? Because we, we've been so conditioned to do things just because that's what we were taught. Think about it. We do so much stuff, you know, just because it's what we were taught and not even questioning or thinking, well, why, why, do I, why am I doing that? Why do right. I do this? It's, right. You know, and, I'm, and be like, well, no, that doesn't make sense to me, <laughs> you know, and, and renewing our mind. And then saying, okay, now that I've renewed my mind, how is it that I can can form form or or pour that that right information into the generation that's coming behind me, so that they don't have to unlearn stuff and then <laughs> and then learn it over again. And and I and I I, I, I see this so much when I listen to. Um, when I listen to social media and I listen to the next generation, and I'm talking the generation that uh, I believe it's the millennial generation that's right, that's in there anywhere from 40 to 20, and if and if they're 30, 20s and, and 30s, I hear them talking so much about the stuff that I that we've gone through. I'm not sure how old you are. You may be a part of that generation, but you know, but so much of the things that they yeah. talk about. <laughs> that they talk about, I'm like, no, I've, we, we've already seen this. And, and to have them, it, show, it shows that we've done them a disservice by not teaching them the, the, right, the right things or the right ways. Because they're asking the same questions I know we ask. I, I'm sitting there like me and my, I remember me and my buddies having these conversations in our dorm room. Right. You know, talking about these very same things. The only difference is they have there's more technology now than you know, than it was back then when, you know, when I was in in my twenties and thirties, we didn't have these social media platforms. So mm-hmm. it's not it wasn't readily out there. We had these conversations amongst each other. The more so things it, change, it, the more they stay the same. I, I know. Right. So, you know, exactly. So I think it be, we begin to get out of the rut by by us unlearning what what was you know what we need to unlearn, and then learning what it is that we need to learn, and then we're able to take that and pour that into that next generation to prepare them for uh, for leadership, and when they become uh, the now what I call the now generation. Awesome, well said, listeners. We want to give you a chance to uh, talk to 
Dr. Leroy McKenzie Jr., our number in studio, 619-924-0800. We're going to take a brief break, and he's going to come back and tell us how you can purchase at least one of these 10 books. And we're going to give away at least one 10, one of the sponsor, at least one of the 10 books for our listeners. Uh, but uh, we want you to call in and give us a shout out, 619-924-0800, 619 0800 we'll be right back and you'll find out how you can be a blessing to this uh ministry gift stay tuned I just feel big, not as an overweight I'm like a soldier king, ready for the overtake They say I'm just a man, well I might be But I serve a big God, you don't wanna fight me Look at me with your eyes and you asking is there more Look at me in the spirit bigger than the dinosaur In case you didn't know, I just make a sound I got angels looking for a battleground Okay, we are back. That was Canton Jones Big. Our number in studio six one nine nine two four zero eight zero zero. Dr. Leroy McKenzie Jr. is here with us. JNF uh, LLC. Uh, he is an author. He is a publisher. He's a poet. Uh, he's an entrepreneur. Uh, he he uh, also has a magazine. And certainly, he is going to tell tell us how you can purchase one. Tell us what his books are and how you can purchase one. Doctor McKenzie. Sure, absolutely. Um... The, the first two books are the books of poetry that I mentioned to you, The Inner Soul. Those are the first two that I ever published, uh, The Inner Soul, Volume 1, and The Inner Soul, Volume 2. And it's just my thoughts put into words of poetry because I, I, I'm a poet. I love writing poetry. Um, the, the, the second um, set of books are my, my building the 21st century, um, building the 21st century uh company series, business series, uh, and that's the customer is not always right. Um, a, a, um, uh, it's a guide on how to build a successful, flourishing business. Uh, two is the one that I mentioned, Young and Gifted, the Next Generation of Entrepreneurship, uh, and that's the 21 entrepreneurs under the age of 40 who are not in music, sports, or entertainment. Um, and then the third one in that is the one we're talking about today, the Art of Leadership, Success Strategies for the 21st Century Leader. Um, I have a book, The Power of a Man, Faith, Family, Finance, and Future, which is um, about us as men understanding the power that we have uh, in, our, in our faith, in our families, in our finances, in our future, and walking in that power that we have. Uh, and then there's my um, my third book of poetry, which is the Vibes and Sounds, uh, The Poet Chronicles, uh, Volume 1. Uh, and then I was a part of uh, three uh, anthology books. Um, one is The Next Level 
uh, next level uh, leader, next level leaders. That's when it is uh, the soul of a man, part three, um, which is I can't breathe. Uh, and then um, Rethinking Church, the um, uh, Rethinking Church book, which I was a part of um, over, I think it was over, uh, I want to say 30, 30, um, 30 of us, 30 authors that contrib- were contributors to this particular book talking about Rethinking Church and what the church looks like when you reimagine what, what, um, what, what the church should look like in this 21st century. So any of those books, and, and they can be, uh, you can go to my website, uh, uh and, you know, and, and, um, and order any of those, or you can go on to Amazon. They're all on Amazon as well uh, to, to be able to purchase them, or you can connect with me directly. Um, you can shoot me an email at jnfenterprisesllc at gmail.com as well. Awesome. And while they're on that website, tell our listeners what else, uh, what other information can they find about you on JNF Enterprises? Well, you, you, what you'll find there, you'll find um, uh, the other different products that we have, products and services uh, that we that we offer. Because as I mentioned, I do um, I do business consulting, entrepreneurship consulting. Uh, which is uh, for those that are aspiring entrepreneurs or those entrepreneurs that are um, that are seasoned uh, and, and established, but they're looking to do more branding, more marketing. I offer that particular service, and I do the same thing on the publishing side, which is where you're looking to uh, write a book, where you have a book, but you're looking to gain more um, more more um, more exposure or to grow your brand, build a brand uh, as well with that, because as authors. Um, we have to understand that that you are a brand. You know, it's not just about the book. It's about um, when you when you step onto a stage or when you when you uh, go to a speaking engagement, um, you have um, your expertise that you share with people through uh, through the books that you actually put out there as well. So you'll find that, and then also you mentioned the magazine, um, which I've partnered with um, Upwards Magazine. Um, and what we do is we, we actually highlight um, inspirational people, just ordinary, everyday ordinary people doing extraordinary things uh, in the community, for the community, and about the community. And, and we tell their stories. And, and hopefully those stories inspire others um, to, to do and be who it is that they want to be. But then also it shines a positive light on, on people who are doing just some phenomenal things in the community. Um, we, we talk so much and we see so much uh, in media, all of the negative things that, that people do or things that are happening, but we don't focus enough on the positive uh, things that go on in our community. Those positive entrepreneurs that get up every day, get up every single day and go to work. They employ other people. They help other people as, as one of my entrepreneur, uh, business associates says, this is how we eat. He, he relished in the ability to be able to assist people in being able to take care of their families. This is true. And that's what we do, you know. Yeah, it, it, that's what we do. So and, and with Upward Magazine, we just want to shine that light on folks like that, that, that work hard, that, that do these things, that, that change people's lives every single day. So. Right, and, and, it, and it was always about changing people's lives and one of the things about yeah. leadership is when you are in a leadership position, you have the opportunity to affect lives and change lives 
in a negative way or a positive way. And yep. certainly, as you, I believe you mentioned legacy as well. And as we think about leaving a legacy, we don't want to, no one should want to go down in history as the person that did such and such thing. You know, the Bible tells us that a righteous man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. So we should definitely think about leaving an inheritance, whether it's something financial or tangible or if it's something uh, spiritual, because it also says, blessed are they that die in the Lord, in the Lord for they rest from their labor and their works do follow them. And so our works as leaders, I believe, should follow us long beyond our lifespan. And so uh, that is important. Uh, thank, thank you for sharing those nuggets and points with us, the art of leadership, success strategies for the 21st century leader. And it's just not just about leadership. It's about life in general, about family, about relationships as well, uh, because you did mention that. And certainly we have to build uh, healthy relationships uh, with one another. And so we want you to know that Dr. McKenzie, as we come to the close of the hour, is certainly he's available to come and speak with you or your organization. Uh, we want you to contact him. He gave you the information for his website, and certainly he'll give you that again before uh, we conclude for the hour. But so um, as we, uh, 619-924-0800, you have about two minutes if you would like to call in and give us a shout out. So as we're closing, we uh, we know that you mentioned a few of those people uh, that have helped you along your journey. Is there any other family or friends or business associates that you just want to shout out today? No, I just, you know, just my family and, and friends that, that believe in me, that have believed in me, I mean, and, and those that that have supported me. And in my business associates, um, I, I will talk a, a really quickly just about um, one of my business partners, um, uh, Donya Zimmerman. She and I have a um, business uh, academy that we um, that we are registering for now for those entrepreneurs that are interested in bankrupt proofing their businesses, which is something that's really, really, really important. We talk about everybody out here tells you about how to, you know, how to um, get the bag, <laughs> so to speak, but they don't tell you how. So they don't tell you how to protect the bag, you know, once right. you get it. So this is about um, the academy is an eight week program, um, and it shows you how to protect your assets. Uh, it's the Bankrupt Proof Your Biz Academy, uh, and it takes you through um, the, you know, the, the um, creating a business plan, but within that business plan, having a legal plan. I've, and she and I were talking about this the other day. I've not seen a business plan that included a legal plan. What legal plan and insurance plan do you have as a part of your business plan? Um, and then what um, exit strategy do you have? So um, the academy is going to give you all of those tools that you need in order to be able to protect your business because it's going to come a time, and I'm sure every entrepreneur that's listening, um, and even as writers, you want to make sure that your, your, um, your, your intellectual property, which would be your book, that your intellectual property is properly protected. You want to make sure that you cover it so that no one can take what it is that you've created and be able to benefit off of it without you without you authorizing it. That's why you heard at the beginning of 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 um you know of the broadcast where um, Reverend Talbot said 
um, you know, I don't have, I don't own the rights to this music. That's because those who created this music have protected their music. And you as an author should do the same thing with your writings. You want to make sure that you properly protect your, um, your property, your intellectual property. So that's what we um, uh, shout out them and, and what I have coming up as well, too. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have any other immediate events happening in the month of September or October? In, in September, October, um, not off the off the top. I know that we're. I'm, I always do my. I always have my my podcast that's going on. So those are always ongoing. Um, you know, on a weekly, monthly basis. If you if you want to tune, you can catch us on Clubhouse, of course, every Thursday uh, evening at eight thirty. You can catch me uh, every Monday uh, morning at eleven o'clock. Um, and that's for authors. We go we um, on, on Clubhouse as well. Um, but that's the um, the publishing and marketing tips um, room on uh, on Clubhouse where we talk with authors about giving them tips and hopefully just knowledge and information that they can use when it comes to um, publishing your book, writing your book, marketing your book, branding uh, you and your book as well. Um, that's uh, those go- are ongoing every week. So I always have those um, going on. And then my uh, my podcast the Brand New Development Series, where I um, talk with, interview um, individuals such as yourself that are doing, that are entrepreneurs or um, doing those, those individuals doing great and phenomenal things in, uh, in the business world as well as in the, in the personal world too, personal development. Awesome, awesome. Again, we thank you for sharing with Global Gospel on today. Uh, we pray that someone has been uh, inspired that they have been encouraged, that they have been enlightened on business and being an entrepreneur and being an author, poet, being a leader in their community, because it is so important uh, that we do have leaders. And so once again, we want you to tell us who you are again, and then we are going to conclude with uh, prayer. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm Dr. Leroy McKenzie, Jr., the Impact Builder, President and CEO of JNF Enterprises, and I want to thank you for listening to the the Global Gospel Show on Blog Talk Radio. It's building season, y'all. This year, what are you building in 2022? What is it that you're building in 2022? Thank you for having me. I appreciate you for allowing me this opportunity and the space to be able to, to come and, and address your audience. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, would you like to close in prayer or do you want me to? Uh, I can. I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm always ready because <laughs> I know that comes. <laughs> Go ahead. It's all you. Absolutely. Heavenly Fathers, once again, we come before you just to say thank you. We thank you for allowing us to be able to have this way to be able to lift up your kingdom, dear Lord. We lift you up in every possible way that we can because we do this work for the kingdom, for your kingdom, Heavenly Father. We want to ensure that what we do exalts you, Heavenly Father, at the end of the day. So we hope that that someone listening today learned something, they got equipped with something, and they're impacted to want to do something all in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, because we know that at the end of the day, Jesus never fails. You never fail us, Heavenly Father. You never will fail us. So we thank you. We praise you. 
We adore you. We magnify you. We edify you. It's in the precious name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you for listening to Global Gospel. We're here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time sharing with you the good news. Thank God again for our sponsors. Also connect with our sponsor, MPC Enterprise, for a personal training session. They're sponsoring personal training sessions. So contact Global Gospel or MPC Enterprise. Again, thank you, Dr. McKenzie. Uh, God bless you. Until we meet again next week, uh, we pray that everyone continues to listen in to Global Gospel. If you missed anything, once again, we're a syndicator, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Blog Talk Radio. Continue to throw out the lifeline to our brothers and sisters. God bless you. Thank you.
anybody need to throw out the lifeline? Maybe you got a family member on drugs and you, you got to throw out the lifeline and kill Maybe your daughter is a teenager and she's pregnant. This is not the time to leave her. Church is about the time to leave our young people because of mistakes. Somebody is in need. Somebody has a problem. You had a problem. But somebody threw out the lifeline. To the last one, I said, someone. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 